For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, all the rest. Also, Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel, the post-up post-game show going on there right now. We'll have a trade deadline show from 1 to 4. It'll be there, not here. We'll do a podcast after the fact. But from 1 to 4 on Five Reasons YouTube, just search for it. We'll be there on Thursday. And, of course, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that out, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com for the latest no-paywall content on all of the local teams. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I've been mentioning this one a lot lately. It's best ever. You can find them at BSTEVR.com. That's BSTEVR.com, so a bit of an abbreviation. This is where you can simulate anything in the NFL. You want to take a look at how a team will play this season with new players. You can play them against the team that they had last year. Like you can do that with the Dolphins, for instance, and take a look at how the free agents will change the team. They will give you an entire box score, game story, all of that cool stuff so you can settle arguments. The NBA platform is going up soon. So make sure that you sign up now. People have been asking about it. They're like, you have to pay for this? No, just sign up. That's all you got to do. Sign up at bstevr.com. Again, settle arguments, play old teams against new teams, switch out players, and get ready for the NBA because we're going to be using that platform on the YouTube channel and also here on Five on the Floor. So check it out, bstevr.com. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick. With Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. He is at the arena sitting in his seat. We've got Greg Sylvander. We've pumped out a lot of content today. So before we get to what we're doing tonight, I want to make sure that we alert you to everything else. We did a podcast last night about rebuilding the team around Jimmy and Bam. We did another podcast. Alex and I did one today, a five on the floor episode. Make sure you get it with Steve Jones, Jr., um, former NBA assistant who now uh, works at the Dunker Spot uh, podcast with Nikias Duncan. Great, great stuff there about all the players that the Heat might look at and how they will fit if they acquire them at the trade deadline. Also, again, I mentioned go over to check out Clutch Corner and the post-up show on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. And I also did a video earlier this morning about Kyle Lowry, which I now see pretty much everybody in the country is pretty much using the same damn information. Okay, let's get to it. Um, Tonight was ugly. The final score was actually cosmetically better than the game was. They lost by 10, 110 to 100, but they were never really in this thing, Greg. Like, I mean, the only one really fighting through it was Kendrick Nunn. Jimmy did for a little while, but here, here's the key stat tonight. And, and this gets to everything we're talking about with the trades. And I don't want to focus too much on tonight, except that obviously people, you know, Jay Crowder made some threes and Chris Paul's great. And so that brought up those two issues, but, but I, I, I can't, you know, I looked at this stat 
Duncan, I mean, Trevor Reese is two of nine. He hasn't played basketball in a year. Okay. But Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kelly Olinick tonight, okay, were a combined five of 23 from the field. The shooting, this is a feature, not a bug at this point. Those three guys, I mean, Duncan made two of four from three, but overall two of nine, three of 15 from three. They they can't shoot. No, I know. And like, it should be pointed out that Phoenix is a definitely a much better basketball team than Miami has been throughout the season. So um, this was going to be a, a, a tough game to win. Even if you looked at the schedule and thought that this was going to be an optimum Miami heat roster. And obviously it wasn't, but you're right. Like this was as shook as I've seen this group. It was as disconnected as I've seen them. Everybody seemed to be playing um a little bit on eggshells and, and it felt, it felt like what if you, I guess what it would be, what it would, what it looks like right before the deadline. And people know that, uh, that stuff is flying around and names are, are in trades and stuff like that, because um, everybody was just a little tight and the shooting continues to be a big time issue. Um, I also think that uh, um, it's just, we're, we're getting to a place where, no matter what we say about the rotations or about who, who you're subbing in or, or who you're playing off the bench, the result is the same. They can't shoot well enough to win, and um, big changes are coming. But to me, the other thing is this. If Jimmy doesn't play well, they can't win this year. Like last year, they could win when Jimmy worked his way into a game, but if he has the kind of start like he had tonight where he started off two of seven, they can't win <laughs> like they're completely and totally reliant on him. And we can talk about Dragic not being there, but again, Dragic not being there, Avery Bradley not being there. That's again, that's a feature, not a bug with this team, right? Like we're not even expecting Avery Bradley to play. And here's the other indictment of the off season. Okay. And I know they didn't invest a lot of money in it. So it's not the end of the world. Trevor Ariza didn't play, but hasn't played basketball for basically a year, competitive basketball. He immediately moved ahead of Mo Harkless to play heavy minutes. Mo Harkless is healthy. Casey Akpala not available because he's in the protocols, the COVID protocols. Still no room for Mo Harkless. It's it's just it's like it's we so talked bad. about. It, yeah, it, it it was a busted off season. Um, you know, I, I know that some things got away from them. I understand that. It's not like they made huge investments. They decided not to make the investment in Crowder, but every even minor investment they made did not pay off the way we expect. Now, Precious may someday, but again, it was at a position where he can't really help the starting lineup. So, you know, even he doesn't help you at this point. Um, Alex, I know you're on some of the calls there, so wave your hand if you can jump in here. Uh, what what did you see live there tonight? Did they look – here's my question for you. I don't want to talk strategy because we know the problems, the soft switching, all the rest of this stuff that hasn't worked for them. Their comportment, though, like going to the bench, they're, they're the I don't like to be the body language police, but like, how do they look tonight? Do they look defeated? Because on television, they look defeated. Yeah, I think you could say that. I, I definitely am not a body language doctor myself. I still have quite, you know, some more years before I graduate there. But um, they definitely look defeated. And I honestly do think some of the scheme stuff here is relevant to actually what we're talking about because, you know, the perimeter defense, man, like they keep uh, switching their bigs onto whatever guard they feel is a, is a threat at that time. And then boom, you get a guy like Aiden deep in the post with, with smaller on him. And you, you, you got to like hope and pray it's Andre Iguodala because nobody else can 
even think about guarding up that way. And it, it just shows to me the lack of faith in their guard rotation right now. And then when you add in the fact that just there is no offensive production uh, from those guards as well, it just kind of exacerbates the problem. Watching those mysteries over and over again was really – it made me cringe. It really did. Like Duncan Robinson had a couple there where he was wide open. There was one where he was open the entire possession without moving, without having to create any type of movement. And he just bricked it. And like uh, Trevor Reza still needs to get his legs under him. I'm still pretty, I still feel pretty good about him considering, you know, I, I saw him there standing next to Jay Crowder and he is clearly taller and longer than, than Crowder. And I already knew that, but just seeing the difference between them there physically made me feel a little bit better about it. He, he needs to get his legs under him because the shots just aren't falling for him yet. But yeah, like I just don't know what the answer is. And to echo what, you know, Eric Spolster is saying, he, he literally said, I don't have the answers to that, but we'll keep plugging away till we find the right solutions. We're certainly better than what we've shown the last four games on the offensive end. I don't know that they are. I, I really don't. I, I understand Eric has to say what he's got to say, and he's got to keep trying to coach it. He's got to try to put these guys in the best position. But when you have right solutions, huh? Well, when you have a guy that you consider to be, you know, one of the best shooters in the planet and he's bricking open threes and he was the best of their shooters tonight other than none. Uh, it's not great. I mean, I, I don't I don't really know where they go from there. All right. What we're going to do when we come back is I don't want to devote too much attention to this. This looked like a loss before the game. I, I was really more curious to see how they responded mentally. And I don't think they responded particularly well other than kind of fighting back late in the game. But I, I never buy into some of that garbage time stuff. Um, when we come back, we're going to get into, you know, sort of updating the day. OK, so we're going to try to tell you what's happened today and where it stands and what it means before we do I want to tell you about two different sponsors of the five reasons sports network. I'm tying these two together because for both of them, use the code five F I V E to get your bonuses. The first is mybookie.ag. If you're playing the tournament this weekend or playing NBA games, playing anything, this is where you go. It's the best platform for betting. Um, you can basically do anything you want there. You can do the live betting so you can change course during a game. It's easier to get your money. I can tell you than some of these other betting platforms. So make sure you check that out. Mybookie.ag. And if you just want to play the fantasy game, play prize picks. That's prizepicks.com. Use the code five. Fortunately, Jimmy didn't help me on the single stat with the scoring tonight, but I was on a six, six day winning streak. Make sure you check it out. There's lots of different combinations you can play. Again, it's not just the NBA. You can play the NCAA. You can play golf. You can play tennis. You can play soccer. You can do pretty much anything there on the prize picks platform. Make sure you just check it out. The rules are there. They're simple. Make a deposit of 20 bucks. Okay. You'll get a match and it'll allow you to play for a little bit and try to figure out you know, what works for you, what kind of stats, whether you want to play fantasy, the overall fantasy score, go over or under, pair it with another player, again, from any sport, or if you just want to play the single stack category. So make sure you check both of these out, mybookie.ag and prizepicks.com. With both of them, use the code F-I-V-E. All right, let's try to um, update some things. I'm, I'm kind of exhausted with all this, honestly. Uh, Greg, I know you Same. are too. <laughs> yeah, um, and I know Adam is as well. I mean, we've pretty much been reporting stuff for the last 48 hours that now we've seen kind of come out in the national space. I'll start here, Greg. Is there anything, because I feel like they're just honestly parroting a lot of what we've been reporting. Um, is there anything that was reported today that surprised you about the heat from any of them? And, and it seems like everybody nationally is now onto the heat and the Lowry story. Um, I think the national perception that Tyler Heros will so read 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply be in a deal is probably my biggest surprise of the day. Um, I, I just, every conversation I've had, um, every indication I've had is that Tyler Hero was not part of this unless it was going to be something much bigger. And I don't know that they view Norman Powell as, as that type of player. Maybe they do. And um, if that's the road that they go down, then I'll stand corrected. But um, uh, that was probably the biggest thing is just, you know, he- hearing it nationally that Tyler Hero's name started to come up more and more. Yeah, we have not had Hero in that deal for Lowry Direct. I just want to make that clear. Um, you know, Precious, we reported early. I think others have jumped onto that. You know, uh, Robinson, again, there is some reporting that he's not in the trade. I think Kevin O'Connor reported that my belief from what I've heard is that he is in most variations of the trade here. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And and again, uh, some of it depends too, because if Toronto, uh, first thing, I think we all agree, it's not going to be a two team trade. It it is. There's going to be more teams involved with that other team. I heard Detroit today. I know others have heard Cleveland. There are others who could get involved late. Um, OKC is someone, a team that we've talked about now for months about unprotecting those picks. It's possible Duncan may not go to Toronto. He may go somewhere else to get a pick that could be sent there. Uh, there, There's a lot of different options there, but the things I think that we're consistent about, okay? Precious is in the trade. We believe Duncan is in most variations of the trade. Hero is not unless the trade is expanded. Now, we do have some information. They really don't want to deal Iguodala, correct? As the contract filler. That's correct. It sounds like Olenek is actually the guy that they're going to plug in there from a salary perspective. And a lot of that relates to the fact that it sounds like LaMarcus Aldridge is likely to come to Miami as a buyout candidate. And there's other players as well that I think that they're looking at. Like I would not rule out them circling back to Boogie Cousins if in the event that they do kind of clear out the front court in a trade um, that I think that they could explore that, but, but more than boogie first and foremost, I think uh, would be, uh, you know, the other option. Yeah. And again, the LaMarcus Aldridge option, you know, some of that depends on the heat doing something that make them definitively more attractive to him than other teams would be. Um, You know, I, I mentioned Wayne Ellington today, they're looking at shooters that they possibly could get back in a trade if they have to deal Duncan Robinson. Uh, we've seen them do this kind of thing before where they try to plug a hole, particularly with a player that they know mentioned, you know, Wayne ended on good terms down here. Um, very well liked in the organization and he's shooting 42% from three this year on, on close to seven attempts per game. So he can, the thing he does well, he's still doing at a very high level. And I know he had great regard for Spolstra. So shooters, bigs, etc. All of this stuff could come into play. But the other thing I want to clarify here, and, and because this is this came in tonight too, I saw the Keith Pompey, who I know, who covers the Sixers, so he's obviously getting this, you know, from up that way somewhere. There's a lot of ties to Lowry in the Philadelphia area beyond the fact he played at Villanova, beyond the fact that uh, you know obviously the Sixers are in on him. But Keith reported pretty much what Adam and you know then we followed up on and confirmed that Lowry was looking for at least two years at at least fifty million dollars for an extension. 
I saw that Bobby Marks, who we've had on the pod, who we greatly admire, um, reported that you can't actually offer Lowry the extension prior to the trade deadline. That is accurate. However, we know how these things work, right, Greg? Yeah, I mean, obviously you talk about kind of the parameters of what that might look like going forward, and it's just kind of a wink-wink, and then you go into the offseason and, and execute that. And it's just – it's not widely spoken about, but often communicated, you know, uh, you know this, this, this is commonplace. Right. I mean, you don't trade for let, – let's – for example, Goran Dragic, right? Yeah. I mean, all the way back to Alonzo Morning. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a free agent going in. There's been tons of guys. Tim Hardaway was another guy that mm-hmm. they circled back to. Um, but, yeah, there's been plenty of guys. Dragic is a great example of another player that they got, and uh, it was kind of known that they were going to retain. Right. So, again, this is not – we're not outing the heat here. Every team does this stuff. You know, a play, you're not going to acquire a player that you don't think you have an opportunity to resign. The same would be true of Oladipo. So there are some NBA rules that are kind of bent, not broken. Um, this is one of those rules. So I, I would not get caught up. I, I think the thing for Heat fans, and I'll let Alex jump in here. I think the heat thing for Heat fans is not to get caught up in some of the technicalities and the specifics here. The, the overall point is this. The Heat are big time into Kyle Lowry, okay? The fact that Heat base reporters or Miami base reporters are reporting it. Okay. Is another indication of how much they're into it because the heat don't like to leak local. Okay. And so this, this stuff is out there in the space for a reason. Now I have a theory that the heat are still poking around and I don't know this to totally be true, but still poking around on Oladipo. And part of this being so public about the Lowry stuff is to make it clear to Houston which clearly has an ally in, you know, a certain national reporter who works for ESPN to make it clear to Houston that they got to come back on, on their demands a little bit or else the heat are going to go another direction entirely. I'm, does that, and again, I, I don't want Alex to sort of close here. Does that make sense, Greg? Cause that, that, the more I think about the Oladipo situation, that's what it, the reports that were coming out of Houston today about how they're getting all these offers of young players and first round picks. I don't believe any of that. Okay. No, not, not at all. Right. That, that's definitely trying to drive up a little bit of value for, um, you know, that's Houston using Woj there. Thank and, you. You um, said it. I don't have, so I don't have to go ahead. And yeah, I guess I'm allowed to say it. Right. And then um, on the, but on the flip side, like the fact that all, every Miami based reporter, um, particularly the national guys uh, like, you know, national, but local will say, um, to lead with the chin the way they did and kind of just so outwardly talk about Kyle Lowry being in Miami. I think that that also speaks volumes to Miami's sentiment that they wanted to uh, convey to the league. Yeah. I mean, let's just say, I mean, look, I have great respect for Tim Reynolds as a reporter um, and uh, he's very plugged in down here. So that's, you know, that's, that's that. And like you said, he's a national guy who's based in Miami because he's AP. So uh, that was unusual, I think, for him to be that direct about it. And again, I don't know whose sources and I don't I don't out people's sources. I don't know. But I'm just saying there was so much noise today locally and then leading out to nationally. Um, And I can also say that the ESPN reporters who do have contacts inside the heat organization. And by the way, I don't believe Woj to be one of them. But there are a couple of ESPN reporters who do have ties internally and they've been reporting. I can give you one example. Ramona Shelburne has been, I was talking to Sedano and he's saying that she's been talking about Lowry to the heat on, on LA radio for the past few days. So 
that there's a reason for all of this noise that that's that's where I'll I'll put it. And again, don't get caught up in the tech technicalities. Point is, I think if if Lowry wants to be here, the Heat have enough to offer Toronto to get a deal done. And even though you can't offer the extension technically before the trade deadline, there'll be an understanding of some sort. All right, Alex, I'm going to let you close today. What, what do you what do you what do you make of this day just for the very beginning to now? I mean, I was actually expecting just a much more competitive showing in general. So that that part kind of blew me, you know, blew me out just because I wasn't expecting them to get blown out. I, I thought it was going to be a game where they really, you know, just tried their asses off versus a really good team. And then, boom, they get blown out. It just feels like we know what's coming now. And the way that I want to close this is with a prediction here. I think they end up with Oladipo. I think they end up with Oladipo. Obviously, have no reporting and no sourcing on this, but... If they actually do try to put, and I know, and I know everything you guys have reported is that Tyler is not in the deal and that the Heat are not looking to trade him. But if they actually try to draw that line in the sand, whenever Lowry does, you know, decide that he does want to get traded or doesn't want to get traded or whatever it is, like, I just don't think that they're actually going to try to do that. And, and then they'll just end up circling back to Oladipo, who's, who just doesn't require that price. How about I'll take the prediction one bit further. Oh yeah, the, the the Heat go all in with whatever it takes to acquire Kyle Lowry and Victor Oladipo by Thursday. Wow. Okay. Well, well if that's the case, then this was Tyler's last game. Ethan, um, what about your in, prediction? In a, in a Heat uniform. Uh, look, I, the old. Uh, here's what I will say, and I, I'm not sure I'd go as far as Greg here, but I will say this: I, I it's what I was talking about with Oladipo, Alex it feels to me like that could end up being the move. It, and, and it feels to me like some of what happened today, just sort of observing this game that's played through the media, the Heat know how to play it too. It's rare. You know, and observing it over the past 10 years, it feels to me like there's a message being sent to Houston. That's, that's the sense that I get. It's like, look, we'll move on. We're going to move these pieces over here. You're going to lose Oladipo for nothing. You have no market, okay? You're using the number one... E- reporter in the country to get your message out you still have no market that's how it feels to me and then i I could absolutely see them circling back and all the talk that you know the buzz that they didn't really love oladipo and all the rest that will all be forgotten and vic will be in miami where he wants to be that would not stun me but again last year we didn't think danilo gallinari was on the radar and then he was and so there's other players out there, you know, could a JaVale McGee end up here? Gay? I mentioned Ellington. Could, could a Marvin Bagley end up here? I, I just, I think He's there's Markinen. There's players that are Markinen, you mentioned they've made calls. I mean, they're in on everybody, but there may be a surprise here. And that if there's a surprise, surprise, everybody will say we're wrong, but we're just following the tea leaves, trying to see where this thing goes. Alex, go home, get your Uber Eats. Uh, Greg, we'll be talking tomorrow for sure. Make sure you guys check out the Steve Jones Jr. podcast. It's really good stuff. Alex and I did with him earlier today. And, uh, and head over to the YouTube channel and check out uh, the five reasons Sky Force team and Royal Shepherd over there. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network.